Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. Hi, and how are you today? I'm feeling great today. I just came back from a glorious week by the ocean, in the sun, and the warmth, by the beach. It was wonderful and I left the busyness and the problems of my everyday life behind. So in the past month or so I've been dealing with my dad's health issues and it's had an impact on me for sure and I'm lucky that I have two brothers who are involved as well here. And leaving on this trip was challenging because he actually ended up in the hospital right before I got on the plane. For sure, this caused me some anxiety. And my brother said, no, you go. And luckily, I was I found out what was wrong with him before I did get on the plane and that it was treatable. So that was good. But I've been noticing myself get a little more anxious about a lot of things lately, things that never used to bother me. And I realize that it's not just me, that my clients are also experiencing similar worries, fears, just a general sense of unease. And in most cases, it's a new feeling for them, or maybe they're feeling it more often or more intensely. So are you feeling more anxious these days? (laughs) Well, it turns out that anxiety is actually a symptom of the onset of menopause. It really is. And it affects a large number of women at this time of life. So you're not alone if this is what you're finding for yourself. And apparently it particularly affects women who have a lot of other symptoms related to menopause, like hot flashes or chills or headaches or pain during sex. You happen to be more susceptible to high anxiety when you're feeling these other things as well. And if you're not familiar with anxiety or with what it really means, I like this definition. It's a state of nervousness or fear or worry that can affect your mind and your body, making it difficult to relax. So notice if that's happening for you. And when you feel anxious, you may find that it's really hard to focus and hard to concentrate at home or at work. It may even have you feeling physical symptoms like an increased heart rate or high blood pressure or muscle tension. And when you're feeling anxiety often when it becomes an issue you may notice yourself engaging in some avoidance behaviors in some escape behaviors like eating or drinking or shopping and I was thinking of this while I was on vacation down south last week I was thinking about all the other vacationers besides me midlife or not who are making a similar escape or avoiding the problems of their everyday lives by coming to this amazing paradise. It's a great avoidance tactic. (laughs) And although it does feel great in that moment to escape, obviously it's short-lived. Vacation is obviously not a great way to deal with anxiety because it's just not sustainable week after week. And neither are all the all-you-can-eat buffets or the all-you-can-drink bars not sustainable either. But all these behaviors can be a vicious cycle of anxiety. So when you feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed, you escape. But the escape routes 
are, are things like paying for vacations or overeating or over drinking. And obviously these escape routes can just lead to more anxiety, financial stress, body stress, um, mental and emotional distress. And then you're in this crazy cycle or even worse in a downward spiral. But there are ways to deal with anxiety. And in particular, there are ways to deal with anxiety that shows up for women in midlife on in this menopause transition. So that said, why does anxiety become an issue for so many women in midlife? And I've been looking into this and it's not 100% clear as to why this happens, but there are a few different factors that likely contribute to it. So Number one, the first factor is obvious, it's hormonal, because either you're perimenopausal or maybe you've gone through the menopause transition and your estrogen is lower. And we know already, and if you've listened to some of these episodes that I've put out there, estrogen protects you from cortisol, from that stress hormone. So we're much more affected by things that maybe didn't bother us so much before because our hormones are changing. So that's the first one. Another one, the second one would be stress. At this time of life, and even at this time in history, there's just more to worry about. Our kids, our parents, our work, what's going on in the world, what people are sharing on social media. There's so much that can spark us into anxiety. It can be one or all of those things at any time. The third thing would be a lack of sleep or exhaustion. So if you're not sleeping well, which is a significant symptom of midlife, or if you're feeling exhausted, you're much more at risk for developing an anxiety disorder. And the fourth one would be what you're consuming. So I alluded to this just before. So we know that alcohol is a depressant, and if anxiety is leading you to buffer with wine or other beverages, you may be feeling heightened anxiety. Also, caffeine can lead to an increased heart rate and heart palpitations and make you feel more jittery and anxious. And also what you're eating, like a lot of processed foods or sugar, can also increase your risk of anxiety. So what you're consuming definitely affects you. And I'm talking about this today because I'm noticing it more and more in myself and in my coaching practice. And so many women are just constantly worried or fearful or just having this general sense of unease. And I'm discovering that not only is anxiety a known symptom of the menopause transition, but it impacts at least 25% of women at this time of life who have no history of anxiety. I've also noticed my own sense, as I said, of anxiety increasing in certain situations. So going to the dentist, which actually never bothered me before, it was never a problem, has become a huge source of anxiety for me. Also, small things like worrying about my loved ones and driving in certain conditions also increase my anxiety more than they did before. I'm noticing these things, but I'm also realizing that there are things I can do to ease the anxiety. So at the dentist, I focus on my breathing. This is what I've learned to do over the past couple of years. And I've brought my earphones to listen to music. And for driving and all that extra worry, again, I connect with my breath. I calm myself and I also talk to myself knowing that it's my thoughts controlling me and I can change my thoughts. I can change the narrative. 
I actually came across a study that was released just this past March, so March of 2023, which studied the effect of using mindfulness-based stress reduction, so MBSR. It's a type of therapy, and they were using it on women with anxiety in particular in peri- and postmenopause. And they found that for most women, this was an effective way of reducing anxiety. So if you're not familiar with this treatment, it was developed by John Kabat-Zinn, and it's an eight-week program which includes mindfulness, awareness, and meditation. And you can actually join and follow this program online. I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes. But the techniques that they practice in the program are things you can practice on your own at home. Things like doing a body scan, walking and eating meditations, mindfulness when you wash dishes or take a shower, and using breath work. All these things can and do work for most people, but you need to practice them daily so you can use them when you need them the most. I've already shared in an earlier episode that I had a lot of anxiety when I was a kid, and I learned early on that I'm not my thoughts, but I recognize that a lot of us aren't aware of this. And that can be a scary thing at first to let go of your thoughts because without them, who will you be? And that's just the point. Being, just being here without adding any judgment or requiring any specific outcome is exactly what will help you manage anxiety. Being and not doing. So letting go of the ego and expectations temporarily is actually liberating when you get over the fear of letting go. I do hear a lot of people who say they can't sit still or they can't meditate, but that's exactly why you need to do it. Because when you don't, there are always thoughts controlling your behaviors and you're not actually in control or choosing what you want to think. You're just thinking these thoughts randomly on a loop. Who knows where they're coming from? You have no control over them. But when you stop, when you're able to interrupt those thoughts, you can actually get some benefit and some anxiety relief out of it. One of the things I help my clients with is learning to meditate or breathe consciously, if that's what they want to learn, or just learning to be more mindful and getting quiet. Now, of course, if your anxiety is severe and it's interfering with your work life or your family life, then yes, you might need help beyond these habits. Therapy is a great option and medication may also be helpful. But I know that most women I talk to, they want to do without the meds or they want to reduce the medications that they happen to be already on. So start with lifestyle changes. Take daily mindful walks or sit for two minutes and breathe or try a guided meditation. You can also add exercise because exercise is known not only for its physical benefits, but it's also tremendously helpful in calming the mind and shifting the hormonal balance to something more beneficial. And of course, eating better. So choosing foods that don't affect your insulin as much will be helpful for your mental health. And then there's reducing the stressors in your life. So maybe it's setting boundaries on your work hours or taking on less responsibility at work or at home or hiring outside help like a cleaning person or a caterer so you don't have so much on your plate. Or it's getting help in the form of talking to others like a support group, or a coach like me. One thing's for sure, at this transition, something needs to change. It's not the time to push through or use that old expression, no pain, no gain. No, 
That's not what you need to do here. It's time to be kinder to yourself, to ask and accept help, and to shift your thinking about health and fitness to include quieter and calmer pursuits. Of course, as a coach, I can help you make these changes and create habits that will reduce your anxiety. In short, yes, anxiety is a known issue of menopause, although we don't know for sure if menopause itself brings it on. But what we do know is that mindfulness-based stress relief therapy, which includes meditation, as well as exercise, eating habits, reducing stress, sleeping well, and creating connection with others will all help relieve anxiety. So I hope you found this episode helpful and I hope you feel less alone if you've been experiencing anxiety because I'm right there with you and a lot of us are right there with you. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to this episode today and I'm always, as usual, grateful that you chose to join me. And if you enjoyed this episode or learned something valuable, I'd love you to rate it on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to. I really appreciate it. And I will be back next week with a new guest and a fresh new episode. So keep moving forward and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.